Welcome to the Imperfectly Impactful Podcast. My name is Catherine, and I am a proud, high-achieving woman overcoming the relentless pursuit of perfection and weight of people-pleasing. Come with me as we discover how embracing your imperfections can lead to immense growth and enable you to make a difference in your life and the lives of others. From candid conversations to empowering stories, I, along with my guest, will guide you to unleash your full potential and craft your unique path to impact. Join me every week as we celebrate imperfection, cultivate self-acceptance, and prove that even the most imperfect journeys can lead to the most impactful destinations. So let's get started. I'm so excited to share today's episode with all of you. For more than 20 years, Rebecca has been helping people break through obstacles that seem to be holding them back in life. With her high energy, contagious confidence, and natural ability to lead, she's been teaching women how to show up for themselves in big and unapologetic ways. Her clients reclaim their power, live intentionally, and do so their way, making their own rules as they go. Our conversation was just incredible. We went from everything starting at boundaries to integrity, self-trust, grounding confidence, and authenticity. I mean, it's a beautiful framework that she works through, but also just all of those different aspects. It is amazing how you can change and become more who you truly are through all of these things. We also dive more into what she does as a life coach, as well as her community and the event that she co-hosts on January. And this year it's January 12th. So if you're listening to this live and or in this, just the next couple weeks right after, you have a chance if you're interested to attend. Uh, all the information about Rebecca is going to be in the show notes. So please take a look, check it out, see what she does. If she resonates with you, do not hesitate to reach out to her. And let's get started with the episode so you can start learning and taking Well, I am so excited for today's episode, everybody. Uh, Today, I have Rebecca Thomas with us. She is someone I actually didn't realize was in six-figure school with me, uh, which I joined right after Powerhouse Women and have been a part of meeting incredible women like her uh, and my last guest as well. And just so fortunate we connected. We had a conversation once and I think just hit it off. And since then, we've talked back and forth and thought it was a great time for me to share with all of you, my listeners, her expertise and just kind of what she's been through and how she's gotten to where she is and helps other people as well. So Rebecca, welcome to Imperfectly Impactful. Thank you. I can't wait to have this conversation. I'm super excited to be here and just super appreciate you inviting me on and creating this opportunity. So thank you for all that. Of course. Well, I'm excited for the conversation today. Who knows what direction it will go, but no matter (laughs) what, it will be amazing and so much information for myself and everyone else to kind of learn and listen in, hopefully take back with themselves. Um, But before we get started on everything, I would love for you to share a little bit of your backstory with the listeners on a little bit of who you are, where you were, and kind of where you are now. Okay. That's a long story. So we'll make it as short as possible while still giving, like hitting all the bullet points, but <clears throat> I'm the oldest of seven. I have five younger sisters. Um, they're all in their thirties right now, which is really interesting. And also of course, because uh, most of who I work with is women who are from 30 to 50. So just naturally has kind of that big sister approach to it along with the coaching, the challenging and the accountability. So 
yeah, oldest to seven, five younger sisters. Fun facts about me when I was younger, I ran away from home when I was 16. I eloped when I was 18 and moved to Hawaii. I am a fail forward kind of girl. So like all my life experience, <laughs> there's more than you can possibly imagine. Um, but all of it's contributed to me figuring out what I do and don't want and also highlighting the things about me that are part of a two-sided coin. So even though I went through this experience, it contributed in this way, even if it was a hard lesson to learn or something that was really a stumbling block or a challenge for a while. So love all of my life experiences and there are many of them. My huge pivot, I would have to say probably started when, not even probably when I had my son, um, I was in my late twenties and he is the one that originally inspired me to want things different for myself in my life. I used to be the mean girl, which I always get, no, not you. And I'm like, oh yes, I could give you names and they will confirm. Like I was the mean girl. Um, I was in the hospitality industry for almost 20 years and always led teams of women, another nod to my coaching, um, but also just was incredibly guarded. Like I didn't even hug my best friend. It was very much like I'm over here and I'm an island and you're over there. And as long as we keep it that way, I am safe. And it was when I had my son that I really started to look at relationships and friend dynamics and things of that nature, where I was like, is this what I really want for him? And then through that, started to recognize like, is this what I want for myself? Um, so he was definitely the catapult for all that. Yeah, just lots of life lessons, lots of hard chapters, but again, like contributed to who I am as a whole. And we can dig into that if you want to. Um, and then the fun thing is I started doing Airbnb probably seven years ago now. Um, and that's actually what got me into life coaching. So I was actually hosting people in my home. We had a bedroom in our home that we rented out and it was through having people in that space and simultaneously listening to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast oh, that yes. I, oh yeah, she's like a huge, huge player in a lot of lessons than just being, what do I want to say? Being exposed to a different way of thinking and also super relatable because she's from Michigan with a highly religious background and didn't have any formal education. And I check all those boxes too. So she's just somebody I was could really relate to. But it was through listening to her and going through my experience of hosting as Airbnb hosts where I really started to recognize how well I connected with people and was able to, more than anything, hold space for them. So validate what they were going through, give them the place to feel seen and heard as their truest selves, but then also challenge them to an extent that when they left, they felt like they had a different perspective in things, um, but also felt empowered to do something with that. So that was a huge piece of shaping where I am now. And so now I'm Rebecca Thomas, more than a life coach and I work with 30 to 50 something women who have climbed the corporate ladder and skilled professionally and might even be pivoting or considering pivoting and they're taking a look back on their lives and recognizing that one thing is missing and that thing is them so I help them get out of their heads out of their houses out of their businesses and back into their lives and I think it's amazing I think it's incredible the way you've got to this point like I've never heard the story of Airbnb being that like kind of doorway mm -hmm. into this world so it's so unique and I love that you were able to take things you learned from Lori Harder and mm -hmm. uh, your experience and I feel like part of it and at least it, it, for myself I've mentioned it a few times to some people is hospitality even though it wasn't the right thing for me and I've you know mm -hmm. gotten out of it and for you you did it for so long there are those aspects that we learned during that time because you were yeah. dealing with people day in day out that 
we thought were bad, but we've turned those little things and it's actually been beneficial. We can make connections that might be difficult mm-hmm. for other people to make because we just, I don't know, it's, that, it's almost like a six-step program. Yeah, very detail-oriented and <laughs> yes. lots of like recalling specific things. So yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it's incredible just to see kind of you getting there and all of that. And then what you've created out of it too. Just, I mean, you and your son, you still have Airbnb. You still do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll yeah. be there in January, which I'm <laughs> no, very I'm excited so for. <laughs> Get to experience the whole thing of how you mm-hmm. kind of started your coaching and it got you into the life coaching side. But I know you have your framework. You kind of have these steps on how you get from one point to really being your authentic, true self and finding that. And mm-hmm. I think for myself, what I share on this podcast all the time is that's what I'm currently in the process of working through. And we mm. talked a little bit about that last week that I'm still finding out who I am, who I want to be and being authentically me because there are those walls and barriers I've put up being in the corporate world and that mm-hmm. expectation. And I'm having to slowly break down. And I used the word earlier, I'm shattering piece by piece, you know, some Uh of that wall to get to where I want to be ultimately, hopefully in the next year or few years. So I know the beginning of the framework you talk about, it's about building boundaries. And that is probably my Mm -hmm. biggest flaw I have right now of what I'm working through. (laughs) Okay. First of all, not a flaw (laughs) because you didn't just say, I'm going to do it this way. And it works great. (laughs) Like Very true. Very So much more behind it. Yes, that that is very true. So I'd love for you to share a little bit of how have you, and the key word is the integrity side, I know to you, mm-hmm. how have you put up boundaries with integrity for yourself and yeah. helping others from what you've learned? Mm-hmm. All of this, I have to go back. I was listening during COVID. I remember I stumbled on an educator. Her name's Carolyn Mace. It's MYSS. And she was the first one because during COVID, there was definitely tons of talk and and since then too, talk around boundaries. But most of the time when we hear it, it's the difference between you and me. It's my preference versus yours. It's where I end and you begin. It's, It's like this line that we're drawing between things. And I was started listening to Carolyn Mason 2020 and just loved her content. Just she plugged in so many pieces for me, like of myself. And so a couple of years later was listening to an audiobook by her. And she said like boundaries are all of those things, but more than that, they're what keep us in our integrity. And when she said that it was like life changing for me, but also helped me realize that's what I'd been doing all along. So it gave me the language for it. And so when we talk about boundaries being in your tech integrity, That means like the decisions that you make contribute to setting boundaries that allow you to show up as the truest version of yourself. So how you work best or what contributes to your overall well-being or what, you know, allows you to practice self-care, but the nitty gritty self-care, not the fluffy self-care. So just paying attention to like the things we do on a daily basis and throughout our lives, whether consistently or inconsistently that affect how we show up in the world. And so those were things that I really started to be able to identify before I heard the language, but then obviously had the words for and could then share that with my audience and my clients. So it's very much paying attention to like, if I don't get enough sleep, okay, why am I not getting enough sleep? But then on the other side of that, like, how do I show up the next day? What do I feel? Like, what tendencies do I have? Do I want to snack more? Am I more prone to having an argument with somebody? Like just paying attention to those kinds of things. And then really starting to understand how the pieces like lap together for you and then starting to set boundaries with yourself more than anybody else around what you will and won't allow yourself to do in order to honor your integrity. I feel like that's the battle of the yes and no. It's learning to say no uh-huh. to keep your, to keep where your boundaries. Keep your word to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. 
been amazing. I've said no a few times. I think I shared it on one of my last episodes, actually, that I I got off a cruise and I was supposed to go to Tampa for work and I got off and something felt bad. And in the mm, past, mm-hmm. I would have been like, I have to go. I have to show up. Mm. I have to be there for the holiday party. I can't disappoint the people. What are right. they going to think of me? And I stood there for once and I was like, I have to put the boundary in place that I'm going to be traveling so much that this is the one opportunity I have to go home and rest and mm, not can be be productive mm-hmm. yes it, it was it's amazing to look back now but in that moment it was so difficult to say no mm-hmm. have to go home but slowly building that boundary of listening to my body and listening to what is keeping me and my integrity and me happy all the yeah. time but it's it's not easy but it's something with practice I know over time it becomes easier and easier to do yeah and I think something you said is so key even though you didn't see it in these words but recognizing that we actually have a choice more often than we don't like that's everything you know the fact that you all of a sudden had this awareness that you did get to choose and then that you then got to communicate that and decide like how you were going to advocate for yourself and on top of that like it's not just advocating for ourselves but like a lot of these these routines and rituals and habits and the overextending and the ignoring what we need and self-care the real self-care like all of those things are permission for other women and other people so the more that we can lead from integrity the more we're actually passing that permission to everybody else too which means less going through the motions and forcing things that don't have to be forced that was much beautifully said then yeah, that was a great synopsis of exactly what i was trying to say but that was perfect that was perfect but no so you go from building the boundaries with your integrity and in that it builds self-trust. Can you talk a little bit about that connection of what yeah. building those boundaries really builds the self-trust in yourself? And I guess we kind of hit on it, I guess, a little bit with me is. Yeah, you is- already made a note about that. Yeah. It's so basically- I'm listening to myself and what I'm thinking, my body mm-hmm. thinking, but talk a little bit more about that kind of how that does truly connect. Yeah. So I think it's when we think about like creating boundaries that keep us in our integrity and honoring our integrity and that piece is in of itself like the most important piece to me because along with all of a sudden recognizing that you have choice the other piece is that all of a sudden you are less dependent on others to create your well-being and to make you feel empowered and all of a sudden you are more prone to understanding and also leading from a space that you are actually the one that's creating your power that's co-creating that is honoring yourself So when you're not making all of these actions and decisions contingent on what somebody or something else is doing, whether it's like what you experience out here or how somebody treats you and it comes from inside, there's way less influence. Like it rocks the boat way less for you. And so that's where the self-trust piece comes in. Not only are you all of a sudden realizing how empowered you are to stay in your integrity, But then through the piece that you were talking about, the practice of it, that's where you recognize, like, I can keep myself safe. I can help myself thrive. I'm the one that's doing these things. That's the integrity piece. Like it comes from inside and you're less at the mercy of everything else going on. And so that's where that self-trust really comes in. It's beautiful, but it does. It takes practice. It's a process, you know, in a day and an age where we want everything right now, you know, it's really taking a step back and just letting those pieces evolve and, but then allowing that process to really show up and let you show up for yourself. And that's where you really build that self-trust. I think that's an important piece that you just said is the timing, the patience of Mm -hmm. allowing it. It's not going to be instant and giving yourself permission that it's not going to be perfect every time Mm -hmm. you try to trust yourself, it's going to, it's going to be difficult, but 
ultimately down the road, as long as you become aware, you mm -hmm. eventually get to the point of where it is easier. And it's still not going to be perfect. We all still struggle with that. Never, ever is it going to be perfect. <laughs> no, never. But at least, at least you start that awareness. And it's amazing. Yes. It's been three months for myself, even the awareness I've had to get to the point I am. And so that's why I challenge all my listeners a lot of times to do is just start listening to your body, start listening to what, mm -hmm. you, what you are thinking, not what someone else is telling you. Cause usually that first, maybe that first thought that comes to your head might be actually you, but then you let everything else, you know, or you've heard, or people mm -hmm. are telling you influence what you're thinking. So, and I think another key piece of all that too, is while you're going through that process is not assigning good, good, bad, right or wrong. So like, that's where we get really hung up too, and we can really chip away and we'll get, I'm sure we'll get more into that as we travel down the framework, but that's a huge piece too. Like with that awareness, you can really start to implement that curiosity, which starts to define things in a way less of this is what I am versus what do I want to do with this information? So I think that's really important too. That is. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. <laughs> well, all right, we got to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. So, and I guess part of that comes with, I mean, the next part of the framework is this grounded confidence. Mm -hmm. So you've had, you built the boundaries, you've built the trust in yourself, and now you have this confidence, but you talk about also the difference of self-esteem versus grounded confidence. So briefly mm -hmm. give kind of definitions or explain those differences and then we'll dive into kind of that. Yeah. So I definitely have to give credit where credit is due. Like where I heard that the self-esteem versus the grounded confidence, I believe that was an Atlas of the heart with Brene Brown. So just going through like feelings and experiences, like she's got 87 different things laid out in that she's got it all categorized. <clears throat> and so I'd listened to the book already once back in right after it came out, um, but then revisited it earlier this year at the same time I was listening to a Carolyn Mace book that was talking about self-esteem too so it was just so aligned um but she really like when she said that like the only difference between self-esteem and grounded confidence is the inner critic so how much time effort energy you give to whatever whatever it is that they're saying and once I heard that I was like that makes so much sense and again just really speaks to, you know, going back to that self-trust piece and that curiosity piece, once you can really start to lean into that, that's where you start to really question all of those negative thoughts and those really hard definitions around who and what you are. And instead allows you to gradually grow into like, not only can I trust myself, but I actually like I have pride and I can take credit for all of these things that I'm doing for myself. And I'm also not going to be the one that is berating myself, you know, gaslighting myself, beating myself up because all of a sudden there's more grace and compassion for yourself. So that's a huge piece of that, that grounded confidence too. Like you can't really get there if you're still beating yourself up mentally. And so a lot of times I think we can get hung up on, you know, like I'm doing all of the work, I'm saying all of the things, but if there's something in there that's still just feeding this inner dialogue full of negativity and undermining your power, that's where it keeps you from shifting into a grounded confidence. So you really have to take initiative and apply yourself in deciding what you're going to let that inner voice say, because so often we pretend or forget that we have power over what goes on in our minds. We can act again, like we're at the mercy of it and forget that we have a choice and what is going on in there. So when you really start to be intentional about what dialogue is happening in your mind and what you will and won't allow, that's where things will start to shift. And it come again, that comes with a huge dose of awareness, but that grace and compassion too. 
the awareness. I really feel like a lot of it comes down to a lot of these thoughts is the awareness of them. Mm -hmm. Because I I will say I wasn't even really aware until someone started talking to me and they call Uh it your bully. So very the inner critic, the inner bully in your head that you don't realize is turning all these thoughts, Mm -hmm. negativity, whereas you have, she explains it as inner bestie. So you have your inner bestie, Uh bully. And the inner uh-huh. bestie in your head is wanting to come and say something, but you're so used to listening and having these same thoughts and these same beliefs. And it's learning over time, having that awareness to stop the thought in the moment and mm-hmm. kind of redirecting it and recreating those thoughts and beliefs. But it takes time, patience, awareness, all the... And it's scary too. I mean, the inner bully is any different than a bully in real life. And think about how unnerving and scary it is to advocate for yourself, let alone somebody else, to somebody that's actually bullying you. But once you do there's just this huge switch that happens Mm -hmm. um so yeah (laughs) I've I will say my days have gotten better as I've built the awareness because you Mm -hmm. realize that inner critic is in your head and it is Mm -hmm. saying stuff but it's not easy I will say it's very Mm -hmm. the awareness is there but it's still very hard for your mind to redirect especially if the emotions are built up I feel like over time but it's something to start learning and start leaning into but Mm -hmm. But I love the idea of grounded confidence because I feel like yeah. the confidence, it really is what starts to let you be yourself Start because you've mm-hmm. now built that trust and you mm-hmm. are more confident in being you and mm-hmm. who you want to be. And I think that kind of gets you to the end of your framework uh-huh. is where that authenticity piece comes in. It's really funny as you talk through, it's like slowly but surely you are becoming yes. comfortable in yourself and who you are and who you're meant to be. And it's so difficult because I do feel like a big piece that you mentioned just a minute ago is the fear. It's that mm-hmm. fear of saying what you want to say, doing what you want to do, going after what is my mom going to say? What is my dad going to say? What are mm-hmm. my friends going to say? But if you can do all the steps prior, it makes it easier, I feel like, eventually mm-hmm. being you. So what does it mean? Explain your definition of authenticity, because I think we hear that all the time from different people. But what, what is your definition of authenticity? And I guess sum up how everything ties into that point and why it's important. Mm-hmm. As far as authenticity, it's just being the truest version of yourself. So minus the programming, minus worrying about what everybody else thinks, minus thinking what you, you know, worrying about what you think you should do according to everybody else and just very, very much being honest with yourself and other people and living that way. And that doesn't mean knowing all the answers or that it's going to look the same throughout your entire life. We're constantly evolving and changing. And so it doesn't mean like, this is what I am, but it is who I am in the moment. And just sharing your truth, sharing your truth, living your truth, staying in your integrity. That's what being authentic is. It's beautiful to see when you can be, I feel like, Mm -hmm. and be yourself. And I'm fortunate, I feel like to know a few people that it's not always easy. Like you said, your Mm -hmm. moment of how it is, it's not always going to be the same and you're always going to be changing and Mm -hmm. yourself learning more about who you are. But it's beautiful to see the people who have gone through some of that work. And it's that inner work, some of that woo-woo and stuff too, of being conscious Mm -hmm. That's amazing just to see it on the other side. I think you just did a post, I want to say it was a few days ago, about how you've gone through all these steps and you've worked through these things, but ultimately you are still going through and everyone is always still going through because of we're all changing. So talk a little bit about maybe your story of getting to this point. I know you've talked about like the overall, but maybe more the mm-hmm. work side. Are there specific things maybe that you've done to help you work through this framework? Oh, for sure. And so talk subconsciously and subconsciously. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of this, it's so funny. I, so when I was younger, I, after I had my son, um, I was in a, 
him, his father and I had a horrible relationship. We were together for some years. It was super, super, super toxic. And I'd had a, a bad relation before that. And I'd had a great relation before that. So it, again, going back to that point where I had my son and really starting to think through like what, what I wanted to model for him and what I wanted to be his normal and what I wanted him to witness was normal and okay for especially a woman in a relationship, let alone from the man side of it. And so once his father and I broke up, I took some time to be with myself because what was the common denominator and everything? Me. <laughs> so it really took um, holding myself personally accountable, but I really started to dive into, there was somebody online and he's a national, international dating coach and just really started to plug into a lot of their free content, their videos, and really started to listen to a lot of what he had to say because he was a male coach, but he was coaching women to understand like when they went through and they were dating and they were in relationships, like how their behaviors actually translated to men or in general. And so that was where I, where I really started to plug into and lean into the content concept of like, we're so scared to be who we are and we want to make it better for everybody else. And we don't want it to be uncomfortable for ourselves. Like we can be us ourselves and tell us it's everybody else. We don't want to be uncomfortable, but it's actually us. <laughs> um, and so really started to listen to everything he had to say around that and how actually keeping your standards high and staying true to who you are was what would set the bar to attract what you truly, not only truly wanted, but who you truly were the core. And so once I really started to hear that and really started to embody it, that was where everything shifted. That was, and it wasn't just relationships, but how I treated myself, my relationship with my family, um, my, the friendships, the, like I said before, I didn't used to let my best friend hug me and she was a huge hugger. So just like letting those walls down, but keep your standards high at the same time. Because I think so often it's easy for us to tell ourselves that we have to diminish something about ourselves or compromise something about ourselves in order to make it easier or to, you know, meet somebody else's expectations. The hell with that. What are your expectations? Like that was, was, is what's really important. And it doesn't mean that there's not a time and place to compromise those things. But like always keeping that in mind, that's how you really retain your authenticity and also really plug into your self-value as a person. Again, going back to that self-trust piece, it's really recognizing like when I do these things and I keep my standards high and I speak my truth and I'm still surrounded by amazing people, what? Like, you know, it's where you can start to see all the lies that you've been telling yourself and what that's gotten you in return when it comes to the people and the opportunities around you. So that's definitely a huge point. There's so many of them. Well, that, that's an amazing uh, thing you brought up though, is the fact that you have gotten to the point where you are saying what you believe, keeping your expectations high and having these mm -hmm. beliefs that you're sticking to, but you've surrounded yourself with amazing women and other individuals mm -hmm. as well. And, been a, and no one's running off because you've said something or done something that goes against what they said. And I know That's you have most... a community. How have you taken that to build that community? Because that must be part. I mean, you have to be you. You're being your authentic self to be able to yeah. bring people yeah. in. I mean, we had a great conversation. And I think <laughs> right. And here you. we are. <laughs> like, we've already got three levels of like, okay, went from this to this to this. <laughs> so it's so funny as you're talking about that, not only do I always hold myself accountable and lead by example, like I always want to be the person that helps you challenge your thought process and your beliefs because of what you see as possible. 
um, versus telling yourself that it just can't be that way. So I always tried to lead that way and lead by example, which means also allowing myself to hold, be held accountable by other people when I screw up. But that that's like permission to be human, right? Instead of being perfect or doing it exactly how it should just figure it out on the fly. Like we don't have to hold the puppet strings as often as we think we do for ourselves or for other people. But in the last week, so I do a few different things, not only am I life coach, but then I'm co-owner of Kaleidoscope Effect, which is the event that you're coming to in January, yeah. um, the winter so bath. exciting. We'll talk a little bit yeah. about that at the end. Yeah. Sure and for so that's, a, that's like the community need that I needed that I wasn't getting in life coaching because it's a lot of one-on-one and small teams and there's still community, but just not in the same way. So Kaleidoscope is really the community portion of the coaching I do. Like it's so aligned with that. But then I also do a random them very informal um, with a friend. Every month we do a women in business tour here in the greater Grand Rapids area. So we actually like pick a spot, have a coffee kickstart in the morning. It's not about networking. Do opportunities and connections happen? Absolutely. But it's built on just authenticity and a holistic approach and just no agenda, like show up and share what you want and who you are. And we're not here to check a box or go through the motions, but just to have fun and really connect as humans. And it's funny because in the last week, I cannot tell I bet you five different conversations happened where somebody thanked me for the very direct, honest thing that I said, because I think so often we can get in our heads about what it is and isn't either okay or safe to say to somebody. And one of the people that I had this conversation with over the last week, like I'd seen her a couple of weeks ago, her and her, I had a one-on-one conversation. I actually left the conversation going, gosh, is that really what she needed in the moment? You know, not, did I say something wrong? Cause again, permission to be human and be held accountable. But at the same time, I was like, was that really what she needed? And really started to sit with that, which also ended up provoking post from me on that. Because the more that I thought about our interaction and the more I reflected on how I showed up in the, in the conversation, it was like, was I fixing her? Was I trying to tell her what to do? Like, is that what I was doing? And it wasn't, it was really understanding after I sat with it, that I don't BS myself. So I'm not going to BS you. So it really hit me that because I can't BS myself, I can't BS other people. And that doesn't mean that I just say what I want to say. And I don't take your feel. I am very tactful about how I say things. And in the same token, don't allow you to bullshit yourself. Like we're not here. If nobody is being direct with you and telling you what's actually see, who's challenging you to be, who's challenging you to be better. And if you can't be that for yourself, like who's the person, who are the person or the people that are around you that are doing that for you? Like, that's one of the things I crave. And love is the fact that I can have really hard conversations with my friends and they can have hard conversations with me. And that's what actually not only creates this incredible authenticity, but also weaves this trust between each other and gives us each that permission to show up as human. But also like when we say something to one another, it's not us telling you what it is. It's us putting something on the table and saying, this is what I see. Can I have some context? Like what else is going on? Is there something I'm missing? Is this really the deal? And then them being able to say, actually, there's a piece you don't see, or actually it's this. So it's just that permission to be human, that permission to say the very honest thing and not BS around it, like not make it cute, not make it comfortable. I always say, and going back to that grounded confidence piece, I think a huge part of becoming grounded, confidently grounded (laughs) is never said it like that. 
is that's where you really start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because you don't have to have all the answers and you don't have to see all the things and you quit overthinking so much and you really start to let go of that control and that perfectionism. And so all of that translates into showing up very authentically and then just in community, being able to be very honest with each other. There can be things we don't know and that's okay. And there can be things that are uncomfortable and that's okay too. So I think that's a beautiful piece of it. It's amazing what you say, because I don't think I realized it until you were talking through, but one, I feel like I've been speaking up more about things and willing to give my input because of others. I've seen others Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And it gave me permission to then be like, oh, hey, just like if they're trying to figure something out, I don't feel like I shouldn't say something or I feel like what I'm going to say is going to be bad. It's it's uncomfortable because I'm not used to speaking up, maybe Mm -hmm. saying something. Because what if it's wrong, but I've seen others do it. So it's given me permission to mm-hmm. start kind of speaking up about it. And then the second piece of that was also you talking about just being awesome in general to other people. It's why I actually picked my business coach, Jessica Bergio, who was mm-hmm. on this week or two weeks ago for an interview with me, but she is very upfront and blunt. And mm-hmm. I realized I need someone like that, especially as I'm trying to get clarity and answers mm-hmm. in my business. Yes. And I'm realizing though, I'm not just getting it from her. There are other people now I've been talking to mm-hmm. such as yourself this last week that I can be honest about what I'm going through. And you're not afraid to tell me, well, this is what's looking like from the outside. Tell me more, like there's gotta be more depth or more ways about going what you need to do or find mm-hmm. the right path or the answers, whatever it may be. But that's a world I didn't know a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the listeners here Not a lot, but some of them probably are going through very similar things because if you're in especially a corporate role, that's Mm -hmm. what you know, like you don't want to speak up because what if you say something wrong and then Mm -hmm. they start thinking differently on you or they are maybe not fully being honest with you. And I've had that issue as well, where no one is telling me anything I'm doing is right or wrong. And so I keep doing the same thing. And over time you just get, it's repetitive and you're like, am Mm -hmm. I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? You're just not getting any feedback. So having that community- Mm -hmm where we all can be authentic and trust one another and trust ourselves in the midst of it, I feel like is so important. And it's amazing what you've Mm -hmm. done. And I'm excited to be there in January Mm -hmm. to see um, how you've pulled in all these people and have everyone's backs, but also they have each other's too. Oh, for sure. Even if we don't know each other. And I think I want to circle back for a second too. Like when you talk about, especially in corporate spaces, like if we don't have that permission, who goes first? Like who wants to be the one that puts their neck out and goes first? So leadership, I think we forget so often, isn't like somebody taking the first step because they know what they're doing, but a true leader is actually somebody who goes first. And going back to that permission to be human, but I think how we communicate so often too. So going back to the the personal accountability too, being willing to, like, we get so hung up on saying right or wrong, saying something good or bad, right? That we forget that it's in through saying the messy things that we actually can find the accountability and the clarity, especially with groups of people. So even if you are the one saying it first, it's really tricky because if you're saying it in a way that you're looking for permission and validation, which will be written all over everything that you're doing and saying, and people will probably (laughs) see and react to that accordingly. Um, But when we actually come from a space of genuine curiosity, which in my conversations, it's always driven by a need to understand. I want to understand, help me understand. But also if I don't understand, that's okay too. 
but it's not hung up on this expectation of how things are supposed to play out or look at in the end. So when we can really be the leaders in communicating things, but also do in a way where we're leading with curiosity and not, am I doing it right or wrong? That actually translates really differently, both on a one-on-one level and business level relationships and all of those things, because it becomes less of a, okay, this is how we define things. And I'm either attacking you or you're attacking me and more, okay, this is information, which is what everything is. Like it's literally just information and what we do with it is on us. So, yeah. Well, that's so true. It's beneficial, not only in the business or corporate role world, but also in just relationships in general, having that curiosity is so important. And Mm -hmm. I got to learn to start tying that into more of my conversations. I feel like Uh I usually do pretty Uh good, but it's, it's funny how you word that. I'm like, well, it's making me think, do I, do I do that often enough? Or do I do that in my conversations? You know, there's just so much going on in this world and distractions. I mean, you have to think you have a phone on you. Some people Mm -hmm. have glasses on them. You have all these things. So are you really being present and able to kind of be curious and take in everything at the same time? So Now I'm going to have to think on that. You're going to make me like sit here. <laughs> well, the biggest, day. the biggest indicator for that is if you are triggered by it. So when you're not triggered by it, I mean, how present you are definitely depends on how well you retain the information, let alone whether or not you can process it and do it or something with it. But when you're triggered by something that's telling you like that you're taking it personally, which is so tricky too, because like when we're having a one-on-one conversation or somebody's talking to us, like obviously that's personal, but there's a difference between the conversation being around us and it being a personal attack on us. And so when you feel yourself being triggered, like it's, it's where we're telling ourselves for whatever reason, something in the past has led to it feeling like an attack. So really getting curious there around like, why is that? Like, what am I actually missing? And then the next step beyond that is to start just trying to be really present and noticing like your body's reaction to that trigger. Like for me, it's, It's like, I can feel my shoulders tense up and my face gets red, but the more that I can just like notice that, but focus my intention and attention on the words that are being said, that's what helps me start to disarm that triggering piece and start to move through it and then start to understand, okay, this is the information I'm being given, but this also might be some context that I can share too. I love this. This is actually (laughs) I need in the moment actually too. So this is, this is wonderful. I'm like, perfect. This is everything that's been going on the past few days. It's I'm like, okay, I need to start being aware of that and being curious on what's happening in my body so that I can break it down and understand Mm -hmm. and hopefully learn over time to let it go. Yeah. I have, I am loving this conversation. I feel like we could talk for a very oh, long yeah. time and keep going. <laughs> There's just so much depth to all of this, but I, I before we wrap up and everything, I, yeah. if, if you have anything, any other tips, advice that you want to leave with people um, before we mm-hmm. up and share what you have coming up soon or things to offer. But if there's anything out there that you feel like, is oh yeah. Hard, Go for it. There's a couple of things. Like one of the things I always love to say, um, whether I know you not, is be kind to my friend. Cause I think, especially as women, so often we can like we just struggle with our self-value so much if we're not there already, or if what we're doing isn't natural to us. The incentive is is different. So I'm doing it for you. I'm being kind to your friend, not to myself, but the outcome is still the same. I'm still being kind to myself. It's just I'm doing it for you. But when we practice that enough, that actually starts to take effect and we start to do it for ourselves. So that's one of my favorite pieces. That's beautiful too. <laughs> 
man, everything. I'm like, I'm taking all this back with me and I'm going to see how uh-huh. things and how can I make changes <laughs> and tweak. Well, wonderful. So Rebecca, share with everyone how they can connect with you. I know you've mentioned life coaching, Airbnb, yeah. all these things, the event that's coming in January. So just give everyone a snippet and then yeah. everything else will also be in the show notes as well. I'll make sure to attach. Okay, perfect. Um, so I'm Rebecca Thomas, more than a life coach, but you can find me LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram all under Maria Venus. And then my website is also Maria Venus. Um, I only work with clients for a year long. So like all of my clients that I take on, it's a year long process because I see so often that we can get into some coaching and yeah, can we put a bandaid on something and address something in one, one or two sessions? Yes. But if we're really going to change things and build that grounded confidence, that self-trust and get you to a place of being more authentic. It's a process and you need somebody there that can help you normalize all the things that feel super new and scary in the meantime. So that's the big thing is MariaVenus.com, MariaVenus on all the socials. And then I also co-own, as I mentioned before, Kaleidoscope Effect, which is a women's event company. We actually curate our own events. Everything is centered around inspiring, empowering, educating, celebrating, and connecting women. Um, Our Winter Basque, which is the capital W-I-N, lowercase T-E-R, is actually the women's celebration of self. So it's where we give you a space to come in, and it doesn't matter if it's personal, professional, or some hybrid of something in between. We want you to come into the room as your most authentic self. And just celebrate the things that you've accomplished over the year, whether they were good, hard, all of the things, bold, seem small, but like you accomplished something and you're proud of yourself. So we want to give you a space to acknowledge yourself for that and do it alongside a whole room of amazing women at the same time. And that's super fun. It's coming up on January 12th. So coming in hot. Um, and Catherine will be there. I'm super excited about that. Well, I'm so excited. I have to, I just have to get yeah. that. If anyone is interested, please just let me know because I am traveling in literally for, I think, 24 hours to be able to attend the event. Which is amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited and I just, I can't wait to see it because some things, I've gotten a little sneak peek, I feel like, from Rebecca last year's. Um, There's just some amazing stuff and it's so affordable. I have to say, I was with the price, the questions you ask when you sign up. Register, yeah. And everything, I just... It's amazing. So if you have questions out there, just let me know, DM me or email me. Um, But yeah, highly recommend that event. I will be there this year. (laughs) Yeah. And part of like everything about the event from the registration process to the other side of the event is all curated around a theme every year. And it's always something that's going to challenge your growth and connect you to yourself. There's going to be some emotions involved, but in the best way. So Yeah, there's that. And then we have our Airbnbs too, which that's a little harder to tell you how to find us. But if you look up Rebecca Thomas, um, more than a life coach, Airbnb, I'm sure you'll be able to find something. Otherwise we're in Granville, Michigan. We own a couple ourselves. We we manage a third and then we also do a bedroom out of our house. So they're split up between a couple of different accounts because my boyfriend manages the three and then I do the bedroom in the house. So Airbnb too. And like I said, that's what got me into life coaching. So I am a huge advocate for Airbnb and just love having people in our home and connecting with people um, all walks of life. So yeah, there's that too. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, your story is wonderful. All the tidbits today. I mean, there's so many nuggets that people can take from this. So please replay it if you need to, to run through everything. But thank you so much. Happy holidays as well. 
And yeah, you too. Uh, I'm just so excited to, to be up there with you soon, actually. Mm-hmm. And share more Same. hopefully with my listeners here. So <laughs> which we'll have to talk about that at another time too, because there's a whole nother story behind like the event and all the things. So yeah, another time. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me today as we continue our journey of self-discovery and empowerment. If you have found value in our conversations and stories, we would love to hear from you. Please take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and or share on your social media. Together, we can create a supportive community that embraces imperfection and is learning what makes us truly impactful. So until our next episode, keep celebrating your imperfections and cultivating self-acceptance. I believe in you. Until next time. Thank you.